Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Kenya's biggest conversation that's broadcast live every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. on Spice FM. Hit subscribe for more thought-provoking conversations with your hosts Eric Latif, Ndu Oko and CT Muga and who's who of an eclectic mix of guests from the world of politics, policy, business and culture. This is a Situation Room podcast. Enjoy. Our guest this morning is a Principal Secretary for Correctional Services. This is for Prisons and Probation Services. Her name is Mary Muloni. She's been in office for two months. She's already been busy. She's visited a number of prisons. We are talking particularly this morning about children who are in jail, not because they have committed an offense or that they've been sentenced by any judicial officer, but because their mothers are in jail. And what's happening to those children, especially those ones who are below the uh, age of four, four years. who are there with their mothers. They haven't committed any sin. What should happen to them? Piers, good morning. Good morning, Eric. Welcome to Kenya's Biggest Conversation. <laughs> That's an interesting one. It's been a couple of months now since uh, you were sworn in, you took the oath of office and said you were going to serve the mm. people in the Republic of Kenya as the Principal Secretary for Correctional Services. Two months, precisely. Two months? Mm. Only? Only. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank Hello. you. It's only been two months? <laughs> yep. Hello. Okay. Good that you're counting. <laughs> that means it's, it's, an, ex it's been an experience. <laughs> it's been an experience. And work has timelines. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yes. You've, you've got... How, how has this experience been so far? Mm, I think for anybody who loves working, it's a great experience. And uh, really, when I wake up every morning, I just think of what is the next impactful thing that we must do for the society and for the citizens of this country. And uh, every day I walk to work, I always remember that I have a problem to solve for the Kenyans. Okay. Correctional services is prisons. Is it only prisons? No. Mm -hmm. um, the State Department for Correctional Services is a department within the Ministry of Interior and uh, it has two units, has the Kenya Prison Service and the Probation Services. Uh, most people know about prison because that is the most <laughs> pronounced mm -hmm. <laughs> because of the nature of our clients. Uh, but the difference between probation and uh, the prison is uh, prison, we have custodial services. Uh, custodial is you contain the people, uh, while probation services, we have non-custodial, uh, meaning the judge could simply just say, I'm not going to take you to prison, I will send you back home and sweep the road, mm. or sweep the chief's camp, or uh, maybe carry stones in a school uh, construction site. So that is the difference. But both are sentences. Mm -hmm. You have been sentenced either to three months, five months, or even six six months, you know. Yes. So that is correctional services. And our mandate is purely to correct people, not punish. Okay. Did you did you say clients? <laughs> Do you call them clients? <laughs> Sorry. Um, well, uh, sometimes you don't want to really use very yeah. harsh words. Yes. 
uh, I think you need to be moderate mm. in in the manner in which you refer to people because mm. at the end of the day they are human beings they and are they're receiving brothers a service. and they are receiving a service they are yeah. getting corrected and um, they are our brothers they are our sisters mm. they are our mothers our mm-hmm. fathers mm-hmm. Uh, our children so really at the end of the day it's about how do we really look into the holistic mm. part of correcting a human being behavior and uh, and and mannerisms yeah so that you can integrate in the uh, society yeah really well mm-hmm. when a judge or a judicial officer is sentencing you either into prison or pro- pro- for probation mm-hmm. they don't say that i expect you to come out here smiling a better person and we'll be judging you on this they just say go to jail or uh, go into this curve, uh, a probation service for x duration absolutely now then it's your monday to interpret what that means in terms of correcting someone mm. so what does correction mean to the prison service and the probation services correcting means an end to end it's like a value chain of some sort uh when you enter into that sentence or in prison or non custodial services what you do in there or what we do with you while in there mm. and post sentence when you get back to the society how is it received uh what have you learned have you reformed or there about and i'll take you on a simple um uh road map of a prisoner mm. when someone is taken to remand then you're taken to court and you're sentenced uh we receive you either in prison or phone and custodial services mm. while in prison we ensure that we equip you with physical and soft skills mm. to ensure that by the time you clear your, your 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 sentence you are a different person and that is why in prison you'll find this chaplaincy and their shakes just for the food the food for the soul mm. we are also doing a lot of trainings carpentry masonry um sewing uh, um uh, dressmaking and all those types of uh, skills that when that uh, that person quest gets out there they are able to utilize them uh if somebody stole your chicken today probably it's because of the economic times mm-hmm. but if you equip that person with a skill that they would go out there even get something like a hustler fund mm-hmm. and be able to start up their own kiosk along the road or somewhere then you have empowered that person again um we also include courses like counseling um psychiatric uh, issues just to ensure that you calm that person down remember there are things you cannot do to a person who is already grinding on the ground you cannot show them unkindness mm. it's good to be empathetic to the to this person to touch their hearts so that they are ready to at least change from what they have been to somebody who can easily uh, be able to work well with other people in the society we also have prisoners who sit for formal education we have quite a number this year alone we had 700 who sat for KCP and our first students 
candidates actually had 399 mm-hmm. wow uh, we have uh, uh, prisoners are they in, going to alliance they should go to um, alliance <laughs> well that's <laughs> a conversation mm-hmm. yes they should go to alliance but that's a conversation because there's a whole lot of other things that are coupled around that mm-hmm. we also have uh, uh, prisoners who sit for KCSE and our first candidate who is from um, western region had a name minus and they'll be joining university so again it's a whole lot of changing the person and showing them that there's a different other way to ensure that you are able to be incorporated in the society we also have nita courses courses that are um they they, they are certified mm. so when they go out there they are not just the way they came through <clears throat> we have a lot to do while the prisoner is going out and this is where also the probation department really comes through a reintegration in the society we have, we have had cases where the probation officer comes to your home and uh, talks to the members of the family and asks them are you ready for your son your daughter and they say no he killed mm. he, he murdered someone he stole uh, something he did many other things yeah. and they still feel that that person is really the bad pa- person mm. in uh, our community so it's upon us to also educate the masses that these people are human beings they have undergone phases that have helped them become a better person and that is why we exist as correctional services looking at the period that uh, um, people spend within uh, the prison services specifically um, that has been looked at quite some and some of the things that we're talking about today specifically for women who then go into prison to serve a sentence and they have children first off I mean, I've, we've heard this categorization, but if you can, for some clarity, mm-hmm. these children are not the criminals. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, <clears throat> they're at an age where mm-hmm. the burden of care for them still rests on their mothers mm-hmm. quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Their care is concerning. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, there's cause for concern mm-hmm. and how they are taken care of. I mean, we've heard um, the stories of how, you know, young babies then don't have adequate care and protection we've Mm. we've also heard the fantastic stories Mm. of patrons for example at the langata women's prison Mm. who have gone out of their way Mm. to take care of these women and their children Mm. what's the status Mm. at the moment in terms of improvement okay um first and foremost let me first uh, let me point out it uh, the real issues that uh, uh, from where I sit, I feel that uh, these children are really uh, not supposed to be there. Mm. One, children in prison are very vulnerable mm. and are likely to develop health and behavioral change. Yeah. When we talk about health, we are talking about communicable diseases. Mm. When we talk about behavioral change, they are interacting with everybody. So at the end of the day, this child is actually picking the mannerisms of the people in there. And mm. possibly they are not the very best of the mannerisms. Uh, then the incarcerated mothers, um, they also have children back home. Uh, remember, when a policeman picks you in the streets, 
they may not ask you whether you have a child mm. or not. They pick you because of the crime you have committed. Take you to remand. You're taken to court. And the judge may not also ask you whether you have children. Yeah. So most of the time, um, most of the rights of these children, uh, of imprisoned mothers, their presence is not acknowledged. And again, in judiciaries, uh, it's not acknowledged in judicial judicial reasoning mm. and decisions of this sentencing therefore it is prevalent that we have not really uh, thought through on how these children should be taken care of um, we may have some of our prisons we have maybe courts separate mm. courts for the smaller kids but again for the bigger kids they will have to sleep with their mothers and, and all that mm. therefore uh, the call and the clarion to this is to ensure that we have um, a basis on how these children may get out of prison. Mm -hmm. If you look at these mothers, most of them are on petty cases. Mm -hmm. Maybe you are selling mandazi in the streets, mm -hmm. you know, you put in for six months. That child is with you. Mm -hmm. uh, probably you, 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 you may have either uh, texted somebody and told them bad things mm. and then <laughs> like in one of the prisons I visited mm. and uh, a guy is in and it's because he called somebody Murogi mm. you know that was it that was it right. uh, but it's a crime I mm -hmm. mean you, <laughs> you you're framing me to be a Murogi so it's a crime mm. yeah and you're in uh, but you see this is where we call for if there's a child who has this there's a mother who has a child mm. can probably the judicial uh, uh, system work on a way to know this mother has a child and we can change the type of sentencing mm. that we give to this mother at any given time a clear legal guideline on whether the child should be separated from the mother mm. or not mm. Recognition of the child's presence in court is very important. Again, not unless the mother poses a very serious risk to the society, that is when the mother should really be contained. Mm. Um, then also the justice, the justice system should explore available options on custodial sentencing and focus on alternative sentencing. Instead of putting this mother for one year, give that mother time to go home, be with the other children, but equally serve in the community. Because mm. sure. if you are selling mandazi, it's because you wanted to improve on the economic um, status or maybe just feed your children. Yeah. The minute you're contained, that means even those other children will be in the streets the following day and that is practically what is happening so um for us mm. from where i sit i know we are not supposed to be releasing these people but we have a conversation with the chief justice we have already held a meeting and the response is very positive that we uh, they will fast track the cases of these mothers just to ensure that you had and your case is determined in mm. good time. Yeah. How many are we talking about so far? Currently, we have, uh, as at this morning, yeah. between 270 and 300 children. 
in, in prison in, in with prison, their mothers. With their mothers. Each yeah. with a separate mother. Each with a separate mother. Do some mothers have multiple children in the Yes, sometimes in because the child who is supposed to be in prison is the child who is four? zero to four years. Four years and under, yeah. Any child who is above four years, you either stay with your relative or you are taken to a children's <laughs> The case of Langata is quite different. Mm. Langata is in town and every focus is in Langata. Mm. And what we are encouraging people right now is can we go to other prisons out mm. there so mm. that we can also be able to help mm. the ones who are down there. And six months between now and, uh, and my six months, I will have visited all the prisons in Kenya, mm. the 139 of them, mm. just to have a basic uh, know-how of what is happening mm. in the prisons again we are very ready because we want to show empathy to people who are in prison so that they can also change mm. we don't want a lot of re recidivism mm. uh, people getting back to crime because of the the way they were treated in prison mm. when they go out there they are hardened yeah, sure. uh, if they are children from the Boston institutions Boston institutions are juvenile jails mm. um, children's uh, children who are between the age of 15 to 18 years mm. um, you'll find that when they go back home they will actually tell the children do you know where I grew up mm. Mm. you know that kind of thing yeah. Or people fearing a person who has been in prison so much, such that they they feel it is better when I'm in prison than, mm. than when I'm, I'm out here. Down. Yeah, <laughs> you yes. mentioned you mentioned that you have um, counselling and psychological services in yes. the in the prisons. Is there a provision for child psychologists or you, you know? That's that's question number one, and then secondly, um, historically, and in our country, we have always had the perception that prisons are punitive. I think the the there has been a transition and a move to you know correctional services, just the same way the police was a force and now it's a it's a it's it's, it's, a, it's service. a service. And so there's people who have been in the serving in the prison system like wardens and so on and so forth who perhaps have not transitioned their mindset is there a training that targets these custodians of prisoners um, that um, gears them towards providing the service in a humane way and especially now that we are talking about children in uh, the prison environment uh, one of the traumatic experiences that they may have is just observing how the warders treat the prisoners including their mothers mm. is there a deliberate effort for the training of the warders thank you uh, first and foremost yes we have psychiatrists we have psychologists we have everybody that we may need and we extend the same uh, to private sector and uh, development partners to give us also um, uh, skill base that we may not have mm. uh, and that has really been working really well the trainings that we do we have extended to the officers equally 
because we have realized until somebody understands why this person in, is in jail and how to treat that person. If anything, we want to get to the level of the UN standards whereby human nature is, is really embraced. Um, and, and, and looking at every individual as a, as a person who has an opportunity out there. So to answer your question, yes, mm -hmm. our officers are regularly uh, trained. And I, and I want to thank the president as at now because um, currently we are having the task force uh, for police reforms and uh, prison reforms. Mm -hmm. This is also going to be a milestone on the recommendations that will come out because we may not do things the same way we have done uh, time and time again. We may not realize the difference. Mm -hmm. uh, for instance, from our, our point of view, we've been able to um, en ensure that we have conversations on th on them, the officers' welfare, mm. yeah, yeah. to ensure that they uh, they have they are promoted on merit, mm. because that is one of the issues that can make someone be very angry and subject you. Yes, mm. you 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 pass mm. on the anger to the prisoner or to the person next to you. So promotions on merit, ensure they have housing. Uh, the government is working very hard to have the low-cost housing, and this is going to include prison officers mm -hmm. again. It is only, we have said, it's only when you are empathetic about somebody mm -hmm. that people's behavior and mannerism change. change. On the children issues, you see, a child of six months, what psychological issue are you going to deal with? Mm. You know, I think what that happens, is more of uh, behavioral uh, and mannerism. Yeah, I think what happens in yeah. those instances is that you have psychologists who you're not talking with the child, but you're also observing. Even yes. at six months, yes, a child has a, a personality, has behavior that could actually change based on the absolute trauma that they experience. Yes, mm -hmm. and that's what I why I said more of what we could deal with that child is on mannerism and behavior. Yeah. <laughs> it may not be really written or spoken but just training her on different types of ways mm. but remember this child is still living with the mother mm. inside the prison mm. so you may be picking up on one bit uh, trying to change it and retaining the same on the other side and that is why we are saying can this child go home with the mother mm. if it's a petty offense if it's something that can uh, can be contained mm -hmm. Stay at home, grow like any other normal child. Mm. A child who has aunties, friends, mothers, you know, and play with other children. Go to a normal school, yeah. you know, in just a normal environment. Uh, environment. And that can happen. And in instances where the mother has committed a hardcore crime, of course they can't uh, go home, are there then plans to recreate a conducive environment in the prison for the for the children? Yes, we have already commenced that mm. and, and this is a continuous activity that always uh, is, al is going on. One, we have created um, children's centers, mm. uh, playgrounds, where the children can stay uh, a whole day, maybe play with the others. And, and also, if the mother is breastfeeding, they are able to come and breastfeed that child. Uh, so really, even currently, we are not mistreating these children, mm. per se. Mm. We are giving them the very best that they, we can uh, be able to do. Yeah. The only thing we cannot do is give the mother freedom. Mm. That is not 
in our mandate. So yes. we have to contain this mother until and when her judgment will be made and she will be allowed to go home. We have also worked very hard and this is in extension to what we are also doing to the prisoners. Mm. One prisoner, one mattress, one bed. Same case to the children. Mm. If and that is going to be achieved, then you can be sure we are extending the warmth to these people. Yeah. Simply to ensure that they feel we love you. We don't want you to be in prison. We want you to come back home reintegrate with members of the society to be a better person. We have contained a lot of young people mm. who can contribute to the community and to the economy of this country in a very good way, in a very great way and every way possible. So if they have petty offenses, mm. I am sure that we can have alternative ways of doing it instead yeah. of containing them. Let's take a break on that note. This is The Situation Room. The only way to start your day. The conversation continues with Mary Muthoni, the Principal Secretary for Correctional Services. We are focusing our conversation this morning on children. There are about 300 children at any given time who are in our prisons, who are either newborns or one-year, two-year, three-year, four-year-olds who are in prison with their mothers. And it's the mothers who've committed an offense, who've been uh, sentenced to prison, but the children have to follow them. And of course, we've been talking about this and wondering, so what's the plight of these children? Mm -hmm. P.S. you're saying you've had a conversation with the, with the judiciary and the push here is for the judiciary to consider non-custodial sentencing mm -hmm. for such kind of mothers, especially the petty offenders. Mm -hmm. From the statistics that you have so far, those that have children with them in prison, how many qualify for the petty offense uh, category? Um, the numbers keep changing mm. because even last night and this morning, there are still mothers who have been put in prison. Yep. So I'll give you the wrong statistics mm. if, if on average, in, if, if I give it to you right now. So um, what I would say is um, within the 300, probably three quarter of them are on petty offenses. Right. <laughs> And, and that's a really a very so it's high number. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's the majority. And petty offense, we are talking about what kind of, what length of sentencing? Uh, you see, um, the length of sentences is not equivalent to the... To the weight uh, of the offense. To the weight of the offense sometimes. Mm. Yeah. It it's, it's goes by the decision of uh, the judge. Right. Um, and the court. Um, probably you might see somebody, in, in, and I give a... Um, an example of a mother loitering at night, mm. you know, uh, she may be picked up and maybe called a prostitute and taken in, you know. Mm. Um, a mother who has picked some 300 shillings from your porch, that is stealing. Mm. And you're taken in maybe for one year. Um, uh, somebody else who has uh, come and cut your banana in the farm. Mm. you see and and you're taken in for two years depending on how you're able to also defend yourself mm. because that is also another issue in prison that most of these people do not have uh, representation. Uh, representation a legal representation and and also when they are given bail they are not able to pay mm. as little as two thousand shillings and that is why they are in prison yeah uh, you're given a bill of two thousand shillings and you cannot raise it at a go and, and you have to spend three months six months mm -hmm. so um, the number is high and we so believe that uh, by probably just working as one 
that will really help us to reduce. And we are already working as one. So because that's the thing, and because here we, I mean, just based on what you've said, is that so it's correctional. You don't, we don't, we don't want anybody to be, you know, um, in we prison. Pray. We pray not to have that. We pray. But for me, then it looks as though the system then is counterintuitive, mm. because here we are dealing with uh, the one famous case of a year ago was a woman who had a trash bag, and I'm, I think it's important to talk about these things. A woman had a trash bag. She dumped it at a garbage dump, not in the middle of anywhere. Yes. She dumped it at a garbage dump, was arrested and fined 100,000 shillings. This woman who, given the tell tomato outside of the road, so how much is she making in a day? Charged 100,000 shillings, is in prison today because obviously she couldn't make the bail. This is not a criminal. So isn't it counterintuitive? We send her to jail to... to um, to what? What's the to word? Correct her. To correct her, yes. but she comes out a frustrated Kenyan. Yes. Whereas it could be something that okay, mm. fine, sweep mm. the chief's camp for a day, man, and then okay, don't litter again tomorrow. Mm. But then she goes to jail with her child, mm. who, by the way, is going to come out and maybe go to a prison school. Mm. Who's going to come out and is already going to be mm. disadvantaged? Shouldn't we be working on the system rather than taking care of them while they're in there? We actually we are. At a better place right now, mm. as I am speaking, because we are holding seminars, uh, conjoined seminars with the judiciary and correctional services. Mm. Uh, the judges and the probation officers are being trained across the country so that we can speak in one voice. Mm. We, we, can speak, we can be in sync and be able to, to, to look at things in a different manner. Yeah. The way it has been before is we focus more on the crime other than other aspects that might bring even bigger issues, like having a child with you, mm. having other children out there and who are not with you, yeah. and, and who are likely to suffer more on a, on a crime that you yourself have committed. So the, um, the Judiciary and Correctional Services Department um, uh, officers are working hand in hand holding meetings together, ensuring that they're having a conversation. Because even when we speak about um, probation reports that are taken to court, mm. this consideration mm. on what is the issue on yeah. the ground vis-a-vis mm -hmm. -vis what is at hand uh, in the pr in prison. So this is something that... That's ongoing. PS, yeah, I've, got to, ongoing. I've got to express my frustration yeah. on this. Come on, listen. We're talking about a child who is a year, two years, zero years old. Oh, okay? Yes. This is not a, something that should be having conversations over so long. The last time here we held, we hosted uh, the clean start what lady yes. what's her name Teresa Njoroge who's been pushing and campaigning about this for a long mm -hmm. time we have had people who've been pushing this the ICJ Kenya and others have been talking about petty offenses mm -hmm. and especially the plight of these children the vulnerable children all we are doing to the society the judiciary is still having conversation this and all teamwork and and all they need to do is have a decision on this is how we're going to be handling these matters when a woman is brought before us we ask we look the nature of offense we ask what's a family status okay do you have a small baby then we make a decision based on that this is not happening and that this is already happening that is already happening okay what is that happening? is already happening and that is why i'm talking about children getting out of prison i wouldn't be so confident if i do not have 
information on what is happening with the judiciary and how they are also helping us to decongest our prisons. Mm -hmm. Because that is very particular, that when a child goes to court, ask them, when, when a mother goes to court, ask her, do you have a child? Do you, can you bring that child here? Do you have other children at home? So that has already started happening. And that is why I, I'm keeping on saying, I'm happy with the judiciary. Are we saying I that there happy. are no new children who are below four who are going to we prison are, with a, a mother who's committed a petty offence? We are not saying that they may, they, there may not be new children who are going to court, depending on the nature of the crime. Mm. However, the ones that are already there, the process is ongoing, mm -hmm. simply to ensure that the, the cases are fast-tracked, that we do not have piles up. When I came in two months ago, I think we had 400 children. Right now we are talking about 300. Mm. So the number is going down mm. gradually. It's not a one-day affair that we will wake up one yeah. day and say, let's push this uh, people out. You're yes. the ones who are you, going to lynch these women when they come out there. You sit, so are, let you, us are, you, are you a member of the, the clemency committee? Sorry, the power of mercy? Yes. We are members as, member correctional of services. as correctional services. And to, just to Is bring it? you to speed, right. just to bring you to speed, the power of mercy as we are talking is being done online. Mm -hmm. And remember, you don't also just put the name and then the president wakes up and says, okay, let go her home. go home. Mm -hmm. It's not possible. Remember, this is somebody who hurt you, okay? You as, 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 um, as a person. Yeah. So you're still, you're still feeling very uh, depressed about it. And you're saying, let this woman just rot in jail. Because that is the nature of, uh, no, wait. That is the nature of human beings. That's that true. when somebody hurts you, you must punish them. And in our society, we believe that punishment it's is prison. by having that person in prison. Yeah. So as we are working on them getting out, we must also work on the society on the other mm. end. I must bring you on the table for reconciliation. Sure. So it's not a one day affair. I agree. And we must, as Kenyans, we must be patient, patient with the process. I am, I am willing to be patient with trust the process. Trust the process. Yes. And I trust the process <laughs> yes. and everything. With this power of mercy where every year yes. there are people who are freed yes. through the power of mercy by the president and with a new lingo in government for the last couple of years, RRI. Is there an RRI from the State Department for Correctional Services to look at these 300 children, not the mothers, yes. the 300 children, and see how we can make sure that these 300 children go home? You already know the nature of offense that has been committed. The people who sit in this power of mercy committee can look and see the nature of offense committed, the behavior of the mother in prison, the kind of child that they have in prison, and say, RRI is going to focus this year. The president is going to release 250 of these 300 children. Let them go home. One of the things that I must tell you, and uh, which the judiciary is also part of, is the judges are already doing their work. Okay. And uh, the meetings of this committee are becoming more and more. We are not waiting for two, three years so that the committee can meet. In fact, we and uh, the committee have already met and put down some of the um, the guidelines that we must follow to ensure that we are pushing and this uh, the rapid response. Um, 
some of the things that you know this is a security issue so i may not really talk about it um, i'm looking at openly. it from a humanitarian side mm. a child yes from a humanitarian side yes <laughs> and i i think i've repeated many times <laughs> yeah it's because um, if i start discussing some of these issues uh, when i go back trust you me i will have some letters on the table saying asking, you you've uh, talked too much you know so i i, I, I guess think I'm, i'm just looking for a commitment that you know you've been look ps we invited you here because we have seen yes. in the last couple of okay the last two months that you've been in office mm-hmm. you have visited several prisons and you have raised the issue of children yes. in the last two months you have had several meetings with the chief justice raising this issue of children yes. right yes. so what is the commitment to make sure that these 300 children go home the commitment is to ensure that we are working together with the judiciary we are giving the right information to the judiciary from any station we have information on who we have contained and every day we have the numbers of the inmates who are there with the children we are forwarding the um, the information every other time to the judiciary to ensure that action is taken care of yes what uh, obviously this is a collaboration between your office and the judiciary it's clear but however we know that it is under order of the judiciary that these persons are incarcerated with their children so they already have the knowledge mm-hmm. they know <laughs> who is there because it is by their order that they are there and so for me that's why i'm sticking on the process the process that puts these these people in prison in the first place for me is what would need a lot more attention mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because if we say okay fine looking for the commitment of releasing these children what happens when they are released and you still have the same system that is going to arrest the mother with her young child and put them back and in another 6 months you have another 300 children so for me it is at the point whereby they are being incarcerated at the first place can that process then be streamlined and refined to say or can they even how closely can you work with the judiciary in this further mm-hmm. collaboration to say guys how about we look at it like this I remember why are we insisting on incarceration for these women in the first place yes if they if we are saying that of the 300 children I mean, we have the numbers 87 87% mm. as a general are petty offenders remember we already have gone one step because mm. we already have a child care policy that or is already launched mm. for us is to implement and in the in the part of implementation it would have been bad if we have mothers even having children who are 12 years in mm. prison it was narrowed down to 0 to 4 years that's a step mm-hmm. and and let's give credit where it's due so of in, in importance India, right now years. right mm. you see so of importance right now is implementation of the child care policy which mm. is already in place and uh, ensuring that we keep um uh improving on the same so that we don't keep going back to the same problems that we have had before mm. what would that entail is it a higher budgetary allocation mm. is it building um capacity what what would it entail um remember at the end of the day we don't even want a single person in prison so decongesting the prison is a priority and uh in decongestion sometimes it doesn't mean that you have to get a bigger budget 
so that you can keep moving people mm. um, probably skills more skills to our officers more skills to also the, the the prisoners so that they understand why they are in prison and when they go out there they are able to reintegrate properly and um, if you look at what we are doing to the mothers right now mm. is to ensure that they are uh, kept busy you don't just keep them in prison at the end of the day they have an activity that is occupying their mind if you just sit in one area uh, for a whole day yeah. sometimes your mind uh, it really gets distorted you think so many things which are good sometimes good sometimes bad but if you engage somebody with an activity a brainery clay work uh, drawing uh, even reading some have become lawyers in prison mm. we have people who have gotten out of prison and come back to represent their colleagues so it's 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 upon us to keep instilling uh, skills discipline so that when they go out there they are able to really integrate reintegrate with everybody else i find myself wondering um Well, mothers are predominantly the caregivers of especially young babies in our society. What about the fathers who are taking, have young children and are taking care of those children mm -hmm. by themselves and then they find themselves incarcerated? Mm -hmm. Are there considerations made or, or does it, or it never even crosses a, a, mind, a judge's mind to ask if this person is... Uh, Just has young a children child. or has a child a sole parent mm. that's really what has been there we in the past we focused more on you have committed a crime uh, irrespective of anything else let's put you in um, there's the child care policy right now that probably allows you to go with that child in prison at least you can have a bond you know with that child mm. Um before you would be put in and we don't care whether forget you have you. yeah forget about anything else out here and um if that has already happened it is only improving on the scene getting more skilled having more conversations communicating to each other collaborating having uh, moving decisions from the table into action yeah and that's what i am talking about that as at now correctional services is never the same again we are not going to be a talk talk uh, department it's about moving the, the 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 decisions that you have already put on paper and put them into practice if we mean reintegrating people decongesting prison we are looking at those who are already there what do we do with them what do we do to avoid to prevent people from coming to prison mm. it's a multi-agency approach including the private sector yourselves the media communication is one of the key things that some of these people who have committed petty offenses the issue can be sorted to the lowest level mm. of that community level of the community we have nyumbakumi we have village elders we have our families can we handle the issues there the person you have put in prison is more bitter with you than someone you sat down and said okay i have your money i'm going to pay it back but when you push that person in prison and i'll give an example 
a, a girl in one of the prisons that I met, mm. 20 years of age, she's a house help. She broke a vase. And she was uh, the, 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 the lady who she worked for put her in prison, reported the case. And uh, of course, you broke the vase. You can't pay it because you've not been paid. You can't pay bill. I'm still holding your money. Look at that scenario. Yeah. But it is still a It's a crime. community issue. It's, yes. I think so, I think even the so clarion call community. here is yes. for all of us to start viewing punishment differently. Absolutely. Mm. So so mm. when when I talk about even the children, yeah. we let's go back. Let's not ask what the government can do. Let's ask ourselves what can we what do? What can we do? Fast. Mm. When um, that policeman who will pick you in the street must be part of this yeah that person who is watching must be part of it you who has reported the case you must think twice yeah why should i put my neighbor in uh push my neighbor into custody when we can sit we can down and it. have a conversation yes. and that is one of the ways we are using to mm. ensure that we decongest our prisons Asante, let yes. us not have many other people coming in mm. and let us remove the ones who are already there so that they can come and be part of the growing of the economy so it's about restoration not retribution How about that? You made it to the end of today's podcast. You clearly oozed stamina. Guess what? Just hit subscribe at Standard Media Podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Our podcasts drop daily. From me and the team, catch you next time. Bye.